0: Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful
1: and strange. Are we doing peaks first or team first? Let's go peaks, peaks. Sure. Okay. All right. Are you excited for this peaks episode? Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Or are we already starting? Yeah. We oh, this started. is another thing. He says he doesn't know where to start the podcast sometimes here, because here, of right. our conversations. Come look for that. Okay.
0: It's at 24 seconds in.
1: 24 seconds
0: in. Does that work?
1: Yeah, that's Okay, there it is. All right. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. Welcome (laughs) to Same Peaks, y'all. This is the uh, podcast you want to do it this time, Eric?
0: Oh, yeah. This is a podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the show Twin Peaks once every two weeks are we I mean, up to we're two up to
1: fortnightly now. yeah we're
0: back up to fortnightly think, well,
1: until until brett's computer breaks down again until <laughs> a
0: computer breaks down or darkness
1: in the woods or, man. or
0: life happens coming the, for
1: my computer yeah we're up
0: to fortnightly and for for long time <laughs> listeners uh, uh thanks for listening by the way but uh yeah we used to be a fortnightly podcast yeah. way back in the days
1: yeah and then we took uh We took a hiatus from posting every two weeks, Um, but now we're trying to get back into it. But, anyways, I'm I'm Tess.
0: I'm Tess. (laughs) You're not Tess. Stupid. I'm Eric,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I love the television show Twin Peaks.
0: Oh, that's right. And I'm watching the show for the first time as we are doing these episodes for the podcast.
1: Eric, would you be excited to know that we got an email?
0: Whoa you, Whoa. you printed it out and everything. I did. It was I official. Did. I
1: printed it out. All right. So, our email, by the way, if you ever want to email the podcast at samepeaksyall at gmail.com, we got an email here. Uh, it's from Chris.
0: Hey, Chris. Chris. What's up, boy?
1: High five for Chris. I hope you felt that, Chris. Chris.
0: was here in spirit with us. Thanks, Chris.
1: He says, Eric and Tess, another great episode. Hearing Eric's predictions is so fun. And how
0: terrible they are. The podcast.
1: I have to say, Eric, you've actually been on point with a You think so? Of our-
0: well, there was one thing that I thought... That did kind of come true in this episode. Oh, that we're really? To well, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, it when yeah, we yeah, get yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah. You've,
1: there's been a couple of your predictions that you've done the past couple episodes where I'm like,
0: <laughs> I know when I hit uh, something to true because you get this twitch in your eye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, he says, feel free to tweet any pictures that he sends us. Um, he's not on Twitter. He doesn't like Twitter. Hey, but you we- know what, Chris? <laughs> That's good, okay. Good
0: for you, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> Totally
1: fine. I, does, I
0: appreciate that.
1: He does like Facebook, and he offers, again, to, um, to make us a Same Peaks Y'all Facebook page. <sighs> we need to seriously discuss this. I was thinking, actually, it would be fun for Chris to make a Same Peaks Y'all fan page. <laughs> <laughs> And that way he can run Are it. Are we
0: deserving of a fan
1: page? Well, I don't. Know. Chris seems to think so, and he and could, who
0: am I to disagree? With he Chris? could run
1: it any way he wants. He could put and any- then that
0: way, that way the show's still being kept up to date, but like it's not the word of the show, right? Yeah. It's the word of the Chris. Yeah, it's me. I mean, the word I of mean the if Chris. you're willing to do it, Chris, I mean, we appreciate it so much. Well, and I appreciate you wanting to save it from Twitter too. I understand that. Well, you we'll know?
1: talk to him. We'll talk to him. Yeah. Um, he we'll says-
0: work something out. My people will talk to your people. <laughs>
1: Our agent, we'll call your agent. Um, our
0: agent, Del Cooper, will call he your agent. Says,
1: he says, in response to your question about meeting Ray Wise, which if you remember yes. in our last episode, we were asking about that. Um, or I think two episodes ago. He said, this is the first time I have met anyone from the world of Twin Peaks. I was super excited and I was trying to hide it and not act like a total D.A. <laughs>
0: I don't think I know. A D- What's a DA? I'll show you. Did he write it down? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I guess that's what a DA I was like, district attorney? <laughs> well, you, Chris, I got to tell you, you did a really good job because you looked so casual. Yeah, you know? he looks real chill. Yeah, like you've hung out with this guy a couple hundred um, times. And he
1: also says, my wife thanks you for the great compliment you gave oh, her. Name. Remember we were saying she yeah. looks like Laura?
0: She does. Um,
1: and she is really cool, and I think I'll keep her.
0: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. He's like, my wife is really cool.
1: <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank
0: you so much, Chris. Thanks for <laughs> writing in, and yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk. We'll try to figure out because you're right. It probably would be good if we had a Facebook presence,
1: but yeah. we've
0: always We talk- might
1: get more listeners. That we, we might, is. yeah.
0: And, and and the thing is, um, we're always talking about, and we, we try to be honest with everyone. We're just two people with, with jobs and, and I've got a kid and you've got a dog with a <laughs> bleeding scab everywhere. Like, life happens, so it's, it's hard to find time to record and to, to maintain our uh, uh, social media presence. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk and if you're willing to help us out, Chris, you know, we, we really appreciate it. so Yeah, that
1: would yeah. be very That's awesome. That's
0: nice sending us an email. Chris is the best. Chris you know? is the
1: best. All of our listeners are the best.
0: Let us know if Ray was Chris cool. Is the by the way. He ambassador cool. of the
1: of the of our followers. Um there's another podcast, another Twin Peaks. There's a lot of Twin Peaks podcasts, but there's yeah. one called um wrapped in podcast
0: that's a clever name
1: and um these guys man these guys are hardcore they go like deep 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 dives into these episodes and and like analyzing you know like the color schemes and the backgrounds of the scenes i love and that stuff. yeah they are amazing these guys and um they just posted i guess ray wise and um Cheryl Lee who played Laura Palmer and Maddie Palmer um they've i guess they've been kind of on a con tour cuz he saw them at uh, one of the guys from Wrapped in Podcast saw them at another con and he actually got to very briefly interview them he asked on each the of cast. them yeah he asked each of them a question and it was it's a really great uh it, you can go and listen to it if if you don't want to listen to extremely deep dives an analysis into Twin Peaks. I don't know why you wouldn't, but um, uh, <laughs> you can at least listen to that one episode where they interview very briefly Ray Wise and Cheryl Lee, um, and he also interviews his two daughters. That's at, very while cool. they're at the convention, and is, he's like, "What did you think of Ray Wise?" And they're like, "He was nice, I guess." It's <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> cute. <laughs> it's adorable. Uh, <laughs> And they're like, what'd you think of the convention? It's really boring. Can we go home now?
0: <laughs>
1: it's great. I loved it. Uh, very entertaining. Their podcast is like super duper. I
0: don't always think about how many Twin Peaks podcasts there, there are, are out there. Because I don't, for, for <laughs> listeners, since this is my first time watching Twin Peaks with with Tess, as we're watching all these new episodes, and and legacy listeners, you know this, but in case we have any new listeners, I don't. I don't listen or read or watch anything other than what we do for the show. So mm-hmm. I don't follow any news. Certainly no other Twin Peaks podcasts because I'm worried about being spoiled. Yeah. And in canon, a spoiler dove will come and peck my eyes out yeah. if I do that.
1: Yeah. So you're not allowed to listen to Raptin Podcasts until we finish Yeah. Up.
0: Can you imagine? <laughs> well, when we're done, like when we've finished this whole thing up, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? You
1: might listen to like all kinds of podcasts. I will say just a quick shout out for one of my other favorite Twin Peaks podcasts. There's one one called There Will Be Recaps. Um, And they recap a lot of stuff, but they did like a whole uh, series on Twin Peaks where they get drunk and talk about twin
0: Oh, that's an interesting idea. Yes. That's interesting. It's
1: actually really entertaining, even if you're not like a person who likes to drink alcohol. Listening to these two girls drink their Laura Palmers, which I don't know, that's a, an alcoholic cocktail that they made up for the show. Um, and uh, uh, I don't remember what was in it was. And I think it's like iced tea and whiskey, maybe. I'm not quite sure. But they would drink them and then recap the show. And it is very very. very entertaining okay
0: very Um, cool i'm sure chris as a super fan probably listens to all of them right
1: maybe maybe he listens he probably listens to a bunch of them yeah or has listened to a bunch and i should
0: say too any listeners thanks so much for listening because there are a lot out there like i do know once i was just like curious i think we were in episode like you know i think we had finished our i don't know some milestone and i was like let me just see how many twin peaks podcasts out there and there's a lot there's like As many as like Star Wars podcasts, and there are a ton of Star Wars
1: podcasts. (laughs) You do not underestimate the power of the Twin Peaks. The
0: the power of wrapped in (laughs) plastic.
1: All right, let's do our log lady intro.
0: I believe is it me? I think it's me. Why don't
1: we know? Um, No, I think it's me. I'm pretty sure it's me.
0: It's got to be you. Because you read oh, about
1: the dog. I and- know
0: I know why I think it's, well, anyway, yeah, that's I know why <laughs> I think it's me, but you're right, it's you. <laughs> why do you
1: think it's you? Well, I think
0: it's because there's, <laughs> this is too much inside baseball, guys, but there's an episode that has not been aired yet. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, at, t- at the time of recording, and the one I'm thinking that you did, yeah, but know. I've done, and then you did, and... Anyway, you're the Log Lady We're really
1: on top of things, actually. We've got, like, podcasts in the queue right now. Um, All right, so here's the Log Lady intro for this episode. This episode that we're going to talk about today, by the way, is Season 2, Episode 13. And here's the intro. I'm ready. I think you're going to really like this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All All the other ones were garbage. (laughs) This this one's going to be amazing. This one
1: reveals something new about the Log Lady. Really? Yeah. My husband died in a fire... No one can know my sorrow. My love is God, yet I feel him near me. Sometimes I can almost see him. At night when the wind blows, I think of what he might have been. Again, I wonder, why? When I see a fire, I feel my anger rising. This was not a friendly fire. This was not a forest fire. It was a fire in the woods. This is all I am permitted to say.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! I
1: don't think we knew that the log lady had a husband. We knew. Wait, who died hey, in a fire? Did we?
0: We might have actually, because didn't they mention it when they visit her in her little cabin? I forget. Yeah, I think they did. Because okay. oh, th- yeah, we did know because remember one of my theories was that he his spirit lived inside the log. Remember? Okay, so we already. did know that, but still, yeah.
1: Did we know he died in a fire?
0: I forgot to give you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, from easier snaps. Thank
1: you. I because don't know. If I have we to knew try that. to keep track of like my out of game knowledge yeah. versus what has been revealed in the show up to the point that you've watched. You've it. got an
0: impeccably <laughs> hard job, Tess. I can't imagine. <laughs> That's like if I don't. I don't know how you how you do it. Frankly, now,
1: the past, like I don't know, since we started reading log lady intros, I feel like they've all um, been pretty easy to relate back to the TV show. That we just watched. But that one, I don't... I'm not quite sure how that one relates to the episode that we <laughs> watched.
0: Do they... Well, let me ask you this. They they were added when it was in syndication, right? Yes. And they're not by that German company. They're by David Lynch. David Lynch. Do they... Crazy question. Do they have to relate to the episode? I guess they don't. Because, I mean, David could. Lynch could have just sat on a rock somewhere... <laughs> Meditated, became one with the universe, and just wrote them all out. And right? all
1: of the associations that I'm making are just that's just me. Like, yeah, coming up with it. yeah. yeah could I don't be. know. Maybe they
0: don't even have to relate to the episode. Could be. Speaking of which, what's the name of this episode? This
1: episode is called Checkmate.
0: Good job, Germany. Yeah,
1: that's good a pretty job. good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it starts with uh, Major Briggs, and he's seated on a forest throne. Do you know what this reminded me of?
0: What did it make you think of?
1: Okay, I'm going to bring this up. This image on my phone. Have you seen um, President Barack Obama's presidential portrait?
0: I think I have. You have? Maybe I haven't. I'm
1: going to show it to you right now.
0: <laughs> I've have, I've have not seen that does before. Does that
1: or does that not look like I
0: feel like I'm looking Karlin right Briggs. at I feel like I'm looking right at Major Briggs Just right so now.
1: so y- i put a, a them together so you can see
0: Now has anyone ever checked behind President Barack Obama's <laughs> ear?
1: <laughs> Just see if he's, got, he's got those triangular marks. scars. I don't know, man, I think it's a conspiracy. Um, but anyways, Is I'm going like to tweet hanging, it out.
0: Where's that at? Is that like hanging in the portrait gallery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, the,
1: in the National Portrait we Gallery. We need to check that
0: out and do a live cast from in front of it.
1: By the way, <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah, that's like a good that idea. I love, I love his presidential portrait. It was very controversial when it, when it. Because of the, cause, you cause know. Of the vines? I don't know, because it's not traditional, well, I think, you know? when did it's, that,
0: when was that portrait done? Because um, there's pie at the. At the
1: end of his presidency, yeah.
0: And so it's probably, well, vines were done by then. I was just thinking of the. Like, so, like, vines. <laughs> Thank, thank, you're yes, thank to you. You're, star- it. you're staring at me. And I was like, me? Well, because he was so the internet phenomenon of Vines. Yeah, I Vines. and Vines. Like- <laughs>
1: do, do you think that that President Obama was just like a really big Vines fan? Like he just watched Vines all the I time know, and really. then he wanted it in his fiction. Are you
0: planning on tweeting that out I'm for totally our friends? I'm totally gonna
1: tweet it out uh, so and- that everyone can see. Because if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea what she's talking about, I'm gonna tweet out a side-by-side of Garland Briggs in his Forest Throne and um, President Obama's presidential. Portrait. I've
0: never seen that before. Thank you for sharing.
1: You're very welcome.
0: And I should mention, too, that our Twitter handle, if you would like, if you are on Twitter, if you're not. We 100% respect that decision. In fact, <laughs> sometimes I wonder why we're on Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, our Twitter handle is at same team, y'all. That's the name of our mother cast. It's another podcast that we do. Yes. I, uh, thank you for sharing that. I did not make that you're, connection. You're
1: very welcome. Mm. I don't know. I was just looking at it, and I was like, I've never made that connection before. But when I was looking at it, I was like, that looks well, like. you're
0: sitting on a four stone, and there's fire everywhere, too, right? Is there? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Like in well, the around the Yeah, entrance, yeah. Know around the edges yeah um uh yeah i'm just like uh eric knows this about me you may not know this about me listeners of the podcast but i'm a big fan of uh united states presidents and trivia about them so of course i'm very into the presidential portraits
0: and you're into twin peaks this is like a perfect i mean
1: everything is just aligning it's amazing anyways major riggs says he's got memories of like his disappearance but he can't access them like he knows that they're there but he can't actually remember them the only one he can remember
0: highlight that please you got it uh, for new listeners as we go through the recap i ask miss Tess to highlight things so that later i can expand upon them in a podcast we call so many mysteries
1: <laughs> the podcast segment
0: yeah yeah Could you yeah. imagine
1: if we did a whole separate <sighs> podcast
0: I would never see my daughter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the only memory that he can't access is one of an enormous owl. Enormous. Enormous owl. And now he's got three triangular scars behind his ear. Um, and he's, he's being kind of interrogated by Coop and Harry. They're asking him where he was. And he repeats uh, that his work is classified. Um, but then he gets kind of choked up. Like he yeah. feels scared, and he wonders if maybe he should just share this information that he has. And he he goes ahead and tells them about Project Blue Book. <laughs> I with...
0: like this part too because he goes, "Have you guys heard of Project Blue Book?" And, and Coop
1: was like, "Of course." And was. then and
0: then you see Truman's face like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's what Truman says because he did not know about Project Blue Book. I'm assuming
1: Coop of of course. Oh, excuse me. Um, Coop, of course, I'm blowing up. Coop, of course, does know what Project Blue Book is. Um, and, uh, he says it was officially disbanded in 1969. It was uh, a military initiative to study, uh, unidentified flying yeah. objects. Um, and it was officially disbanded in 1969, however, unofficially has continued, and they investigate paranormal phenomenon above and below.
0: In the case of Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks, in the case of Twin Peaks, below, yes. right? Is that what he said? Yes. Highlight his scars, and I guess highlight below, although. Uh, uh, I mean, you don't have to highlight below. I don't really have anything for that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, ah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, Major Briggs says they are looking for the White Lodge. As Coop is uh, looking at the picture of his scars, because then some military guys come in and they take Major Briggs away. Yeah. And then Coop is left kind of just looking at these pictures of the scars And the sprinklers leak onto it. What did you make of that? Well, at first I
0: thought he was crying over it, right? At first I thought he was looking at it, and I thought he was crying. Because what was the picture? It was was the
1: picture of the scars.
0: Yeah, and at first I thought he was crying over it, but then it was the sprinklers. And by the way, Harry S. Truman... He's sitting there. This is his department, right? Shouldn't he put in a work order on that sprinkler, right?
1: Well, the only thing I could think of was that the sprinklers so far have been kind of associated with Bob. Because remember, the sprinklers Ooh, went off?
0: I had to make that connection. During yeah.
1: Bob Leland's explosion there. Um, also, I just wondered if the, the sprinklers are somehow aligned with the fan. When- <laughs>
0: <laughs> they don't. <laughs> You like, know who we saw? Like uh, you know what we like saw again in this episode? That blinking light, that blinking red oh, light. Blinking but red it light. Was, this time it wasn't blinking; it was steady. But it was the same light. So, I so recognize that light stop anymore.
1: Stoplight. The fan and the sprinklers are. Wait a in an alliance. And then there's
0: three triangles <laughs> on Major Briggs' neck. Busted one, open one that is, I think the, oh, those triangles. I figured out what they are. They're fan blades. Oh no! <laughs> Spin it around on his neck. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, they're trying to in, a, in another interrogation room they're trying to get Ernie to um, make the call and mm-hmm. Ernie is very nervous um, he's sweating a lot uh, uh, but they, he does finally make the call while he's on the phone <laughs> Denise gives him a noogie yeah. <laughs> and, and Coop eats a donut and then gives him a, a huge it's thumbs kinda, up. It's
0: kind of, so I liked him. Well, he also, Coop picks up a donut with a bite taken out of it. Like someone took a bite and he's just like, who did this? <laughs> who took a bite of a donut <laughs> and, and left it put dead. it back? It's so interesting too, because what he's doing, like what Ernie's doing with the phone calls, it's kind of serious, right? Like yeah. if, he, if he went and called and was like, hey guys, I'm hanging out with two special agents, <laughs> but they're just so like... They're chill like, about it. They're
1: like trolling him. I don't
0: understand. Maybe it's just they're so confident because they've done this before, Maybe. right? And they know that Ernie's like, you know, um, yeah, that is good, good stuff.
1: Also, at the uh, sheriff station is Dick in a like private dick. Well, that's outfit. how you know
0: he's sneaking. He's <laughs> yeah. wearing his sneaking suit,
1: and he meets. Quote secretly
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, quote, Andrew. I love how he calls Andy Andrew. He calls Andrew. him Andrew, and I
0: wouldn't have caught this if I, uh, well, because Andy was late because there was a cat in a tree. Right. right. And he goes, there was a cat in a tree. <laughs> and he, um, <laughs> You think you shot that cat right out of the tree? <laughs> he, and then I wouldn't have caught this if I didn't have subtitles on, but but Andy or um, Dick calls him a peace officer. Yeah, not a police. Officer. I thought it was so funny. I was yes. like, yeah, I'm sure you know, busy life of a peace officer. I was like, okay.
1: That's another word for uh for like a police officer. Peace, peace officer? officer. Is
0: that where police comes from?
1: I don't know, but I have I have peace? heard the term peace officer before. Um. Anyways, Dick and and Andrew are going to look into little Nikki's history because of course Dick's theory that Nikki might've killed his parents.
0: Yeah. And he could be the devil.
1: Um, there's, I just think it's really funny in this scene. They're like, should we tell Lucy? He's like, no, we shouldn't tell Lucy. And meanwhile, Lucy can hear everything. At
0: well, scene. he says, I'm like, this is for men, you know, <laughs> and she's like, just there, like, okay. Well. Um,
1: speaking of Lucy, she also gives Coop a little update. She's been checking all the national papers and she doesn't see anything that looks like a chess move or anything that looks like it might be from Windermere. Um. Oh, we get a little tiny scene with Big Ed. And he uh, indicates to Norma that he wants to talk to her.
0: They're at the R&R, right? Yes. They, They use a different establishing shot in this scene.
1: A, like a different yeah, angle. Yeah, a different
0: angle of the outside. And at first I was like, what diner are they at? Because I'm so used <laughs> to it. You also new...
1: have building blindness? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: have, I have facial blindness. I have building blindness. I kind of swore I was another diner. I was like, are they meeting outside of Twin Peaks? And then when she came up as a waitress, I was like, does she get a job at another diner outside of Twin Peaks? And then I realized it was just supposed to be the R&R. <laughs> it didn't look like the R&R to me.
1: Um, speaking of our, uh waitresses, Shelly. Ugh, this scene This scene was bad Shelly is covered in food She's trying to take care of Leo Bobby says he's going to baseball practice And then he's going to work And, and uh, he's like I've got better things to do And she's like don't you think I have better things to do And he's like no And then she slaps his face
0: um pious just liked him too this guy so tess am i allowed to revoke mvp statuses because <laughs> I, I correct me if I'm wrong did i make bobby mvp in the last episode i, did make I wish i could go back and we need to alter the bylaws and see if i can re because remember part of the reason was i thought he was trying to do a good job by yeah. miss Shelley.
1: yeah no well yeah this does not seem to be the case here.
0: I wish I could admit that I'm not secretly shipping Bobby and and Audrey, though. Oh,
1: are you? I think
0: I am. I don't know why. I just like that pairing a lot, actually. <laughs> He's got lollipops. She likes to lick things. It's like a match made in heaven. I don't know. I think I am. Having said that, Shelly, I mean, if we're talking about characters that have really been... Screwed over. A
1: poor girl.
0: Right? If it wasn't for Bobby, she wouldn't be taking care of Leo, yeah, right?
1: he kind of convinced her to do that. Yeah,
0: she would be living on her own. Yeah, you know? I
1: mean... Does she still work at the R&R? No, she doesn't have time. She has to yeah. take care of Leo. So she only gets the money from, like, Leo's disability, I guess. And then she has to use that to take care of herself and Leo. It's... And she's stuck at home all day with this... This guy who used to beat her up.
0: Yeah. And she's taking she care of him. She doesn't love this guy. And he's spitting jelly in her face or oh, whatever it is. Apple Applesauce. Now,
1: I mean, we all need to, you know, have a moment and say that Shelly has free will and she did make choices that have led to this. But I just feel so bad for her And
0: She scene. did make choices that led to it, but she was, like, Manipulated by Bobby. Yeah. You know, and I don't and, know. It's, and a tough, Leo, it's a tough spot to be in. How did
1: she get into this spot in the beginning? You know, she ended up married to Leo. Yeah. At, you know,
0: do you think Leo was ever a nice guy? Like, why did Shelly marry Leo?
1: Maybe she's just into bad boys. Bobby's, Bobby's a bad, a bad boy. boy, Leo's a, a bad, bad
0: boy. boy. I'm a bad boy.
1: <laughs> You're next. I'm the
0: baddest of boys. The um yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I would love to know what happened.
1: Speaking of bad boys, James.
0: Very good transition. James by the is way. calling
1: Big Ed. Um, to ask him to send all of his savings,
0: empty my bank account, Which send is, me my twelve dollars. It's
1: like it's twelve dollars.
0: Uh, it's twelve dollars. Um, send it all.
1: Yeah, it's like send it to him. Um, and Evelyn comes in. You know, oh, you know, who are you on the phone with? He's like, ah, uh, you know, it's calling Twin Peaks. And she's like, oh, you're homesick. And he's like, no, I'm not homesick.
0: I just want to like, ride on my bike.
1: He he gives us a little in a little you know backstory about why he's decided to leave Twin Peaks. He loved Laura, and she died. And he realized he didn't even really know Laura. Like, yeah. he thought that he was in love with this girl, but he didn't really know. Nothing's making sense. And no matter how much they tried to help, Maddie died, too. And he the just same wanted, way. He just wanted to get on his bike and ride away. I actually
0: really appreciated this scene, because I felt that when he left, because I'm sitting here thinking, Bobby, you you or not Bobby James James <laughs> James. <laughs> James you are like semi fake teenage married <laughs> to Donna now yeah why are you leaving but then when he lays it out like this I'm like, okay I get it he's just like wants to go yeah although how far is this place from Twin Peaks really we don't know yet because <laughs> they keep saying like you keep you call on Twin Peaks but I mean really what is Twin Peaks like or what is it can't it can't be
1: that far away right because
0: later we realize Donna's like I'll drop it off like yeah. it was like hours away you know <laughs>
1: uh evelyn says she knows the feeling of wanting to run away and then they smooch and uh
0: there's actually a lot of kind of sexy stuff that happens in this episode this right this
1: episode is full Everyone of sexy times. getting
0: ready to get it on and you
1: know that they are because they take their jackets off
0: that's how you know, know. like that's how you
1: know you take your jacket off you're like uh, that they're uh, about uh, to get down i'm
0: down they're down. not.
1: She doesn't take her jacket off in this scene. But well, later, no,
0: no, no. But this is just a kiss later. they smooching, and yeah. she says
1: that um, that Jeffrey's gonna be leaving, and she'll need his help. Mike speaking of sexy times. Mike tells Nadine. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Slow down. Jeffrey.
1: Jeffrey's her husband.
0: Oh, thank you. I forgot the name yeah. of her husband. Yeah. yeah, and then her. Yeah. Okay. And I her gotcha. brother. Brother. We're using Gordon quotations. Coast, yeah. It's Malcolm. Malcolm. Thank you. Okay. Um,
1: So, Mike, Mike is at the diner and Nadine sidles on up to him. And Mike, I feel like, is very clear. Like, I do not want to be around you, Mrs. Harley. But then she kisses him.
0: I want to drink a hundred (laughs) coffees. Or whatever he says. (laughs) I want to eat a thousand pies.
1: Without you. Um... But then she kisses him. hmm And he does it for
0: I was going to ask it how to highlight like this, but we'll talk about this right now. I think he's into it, right? I
1: think he's kind I of. I kind of, think, you know how... A, she's an older, more experienced lady.
0: It's, I always get Norma and Nadine mixed up. How many episodes did I? still can't remember it. What's Nadine? It's
1: hard because they're both N names. Thank you. And they both are attached to Big Ed in some way. Whose
0: (laughs) name Ed sounds like N.
1: He could be Ned.
0: (laughs) Big Ned. That would drive you. You
1: wouldn't know what to do. His
0: name is Big Ned. I would just give up. like, Tess, I'm out of here. It's Nadine.
1: Nadine. Nadine.
0: So here's—I'm just going to throw this out. We don't even need to highlight this. This is a theory. You know how she's got super strength powers? Mm-hmm. I think she's got super strong tongue powers too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and,
1: and Mike is Mike into is it. just
0: like, what is going on? I've never experienced a tongue so so strong and skilled as this woman right here. <laughs>
1: Um, Norma is going out to quote run errands yeah. unquote and Hank seems
0: suspicious of Hank. This. Well, Hank is suspicious of everyone because Hank knows what he's. Yeah. Hank knows that if, true. if the world is filled with people like me, then I can't yeah. trust Everybody anyone. Is yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody is dumb. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And Hank is the old sneaky man.
1: Yeah. Um, Harry goes to quote see Josie. Oh, boy. Does he take his jacket off in this scene? I think he does.
0: <laughs> we talked about this a few episodes ago, about... Appropriate kisses and not appropriate kisses. <laughs>
1: Harry doesn't know what is how going to, to appropriately with this kiss guy? somebody. Chris,
0: Chris our, our, our fair listener, if you ever meet... What's the name of the actor who plays Harry Sherman? Oh, yes. uh, Michael Ankeen. If you ever meet him, ask him, what's the deal with these kisses? Michael
1: Ankeen is retired from acting. Um, he doesn't go to conventions or anything uh, well, like that. But
0: Chris, if you're ever at his house... <laughs> <laughs> what does he do now if he doesn't know? I act? don't
1: know what he does, but... Um, do you
0: think he became a sheriff <laughs> of a small <laughs> sleepy town can I you imagine so. I mean I we wouldn't know all gonna said if he went and became a sheriff we, we wouldn't know. know.
1: <laughs> That's what I, I'm gonna headcanon that.
0: I love that idea. <laughs> and he's just like really reenacting the whole thing. He's like, "Hey, Coop, how you doing?" The guy's like, "My name's Frank." <laughs> ah, Coop, you're so funny.
1: <laughs> um, Ben's Ben's Civil War fantasy is getting a little out of hand.
0: I lo- wait, 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 wait. Sorry, let's go back to Harry and kissing on Josie. Josie tells him, <laughs> like, it's not safe. You need to get out of here, yeah. right? And then Harry gives her. He's like... Sexy time kisses, I would argue, too, through the lens of 2018, non-consensual sexy time kisses, right? (laughs) She never told him to tear her little maid hat. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, it just... It bothers me. We've talked about this at length before in other episodes, but Harry, (sighs) dude...
1: He can't control himself. He's around He's like an this animal.
0: <laughs> can't, I think he's the big owl. Is he the Bob? I mean, what is going on? You know. Um, okay, Ben. For, ben,
1: yeah, Ben in his <sighs> Civil War fantasy. It's getting a little out of hand. So Audrey calls Jerry.
0: I actually love all the scenes with Ben in this episode because yeah? I, when I was a kid, I would do kind of close to the same thing. Where I like the idea that he's pretending. But he's also a part of the story, right? Uh Like he's he's General Lee, right? Yes. But people around him are in the story, but the little figurines are in the story too. Like I I think that is incredibly smart. And I don't know if it's in this scene or later, but there's a part where he's got like a bonfire going in his house. But he also has little (laughs) lit candles around the camp, so they all have their own and I love the idea that he's got like this whole world mapped out in his head, you know? (laughs) Uh I don't know if we just highlight Civil War because I've got something I want to okay. talk to uh, talk about. I this. will
1: say I'm really glad you're enjoying it. This Ben's Civil War subplot um, because this is not the end; it goes on for Thank a Thank you. I like um, it. Uh, it is controversial within the Twin Peaks community. Some people think it's just totally ridiculous and unnecessary, and then some people think it's like the funniest part of season two. Um, I happen to like secretly love Ben's Civil War <laughs> fantasy.
0: I, would, really. I mean, and I I know in the great <laughs> it scheme it really
1: th- entertains me. In the great scheme
0: of things, I'm a very new Twin Peaks fan, right? So some, if you're like a hardcore fan and you're analyzing the colors of the background scenes, you may you may look at me and be like, "What's this guy saying about Twin Peaks?" <laughs> <laughs> but my opinion is that, um, uh, the, the fans that say, like, well, that has no point or whatever, if, if all of it is David Lynch meditating on a rock, what is the point? Does, <laughs> What's does, the does point I, w- anything? I would ask, does anything need a point? Does well, a flower have a point?
1: <sighs> um, regularly, people ask David Lynch to explain his work, and he regularly tells them no. Thank you.
0: You know what, David Lynch? Good for you. I mean, really, yeah. right? You don't want to ever know, yeah. ever.
1: He's kind of notorious for If you this. explain
0: it, though, you lose the magic, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like
1: like his explanation is I made it. It's a story. Well, Just enjoy it or the, not. I don't really care. what I'm gonna going. cut my
0: Jeff Goldblumness Uh-oh. short. But oh, Jeff Go, Jeff Goldblum's coming out a Real little quick, bit. We're
1: going in the next but, level. but really,
0: what is more? What is more <laughs> touching? If you were to look at the beauty of a flower or describe how beautiful a flower is, those words mean nothing, like, right? Why is the Thank flower you, wh- Yeah. What's the point of the flower, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's your mini. That's a tiny. I cut myself short that time. Test.
1: Norma and Big Ed still love each other. <sighs> you know, because she takes her jacket off. <laughs> I,
0: I am. I really. This scene, because they've been together, you know, like yeah. secretly for the whole season. And this really brought home to me that, like, they are meant to be together. Yeah. If it wasn't for him accidentally shooting out. Nate. Deans, I, I yeah. They would be together, mm-hmm. right?
1: Maybe. I Because they were I, sweethearts
0: in high school. I'm
1: going to go out on a limb and make a decoration. Are you ready for this? I think that Big Ed and Norma are my favorite Twin Peaks couple.
0: Da, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I wish we had segment music at this point. <laughs> are they your favorite Twin Peaks couple? I think couple? they are, yeah. Even more than Audrey and Coop.
1: Uh, Audrey and Coop are close, close, close second.
0: Are we talking about favorite couples? I think right now like, my favorite. Like,
1: which ones are you shipping? My
0: favorite. You know who I'm shipping. Who you're, am I shipping?
1: You're shipping Mike and Nadine.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, right now. Her and her super tongue. Her and her crazy super tongue. No, I'm shipping uh, Coop and Major Briggs. Oh, at, that's right. At all times. At all times. That's who I'm shipping. And they just. They would have, like, that kind of relationship, too, that you just, like. It's like, you know when you see, like, an older couple, and they're, like, sitting in chairs across from each other, and they're not even saying words, but you can just feel, like, the love and compassion between the two of them. That's the relationship they would have, and you're just like, I get it. I get it. You know, like if you stood between them, you feel warmer somehow. You you know,
1: know, and then there's another um, potential Twin Peaks couple that's coming up later in the season that I also truly adore. But I'm just going to go out and say it. Big Ed and Norma are my number one.
0: They are really. Which
1: I feel a little conflicted about because Big Ed is married to someone else and Norma is married to someone else but those two, you like you said, they just really belong together. You
0: know what my pal Louis Armstrong <laughs> would say about that. What would this. he say? <laughs> Love... <laughs> <laughs> you can't choose who you fall in love with,
1: <laughs>
0: even if you're big and oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God, oh, Thank you, Louis. Here. Yeah, Louis <laughs> was here just recently. Everybody, the ghost of Louis. You know it's so funny. There's so many Twin Peaks episodes, different podcasts out there. What do you, you guys? Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, no other Twin Peaks
1: podcast gives you the ghost of Lee.
0: Ghost of Lee Armstrong. Uh, oh, man, first appearance on this cast, now I think, but you know, <laughs>
1: hopefully not the last.
0: <laughs> hopefully not the last.
1: Uh, Ernie is getting all wired up and ready for the big sting that they're yeah, gonna do. Yeah, and, uh, I love the scene. Harry deputizes Coop. Coop's like, oh, gosh, I wish I could go with you guys. And Harry's like, you know what? Young man, you can. And he tosses him a badge.
0: <laughs> I would love to, and you just said what his name was, but the, the actor who plays Harry is Truman. Michael, i I would love to ask him, what... When he was acting, what does he <laughs> think about when he is looking at Agent Cooper? Because I, I honestly, like, I, I've, you know, I have many issues with the character of Harry S. Truman. But I genuinely believe this man loves this other man from the bottom of his heart. <laughs> and that, that love is, real. is mutual. You yeah. know, I, I... I, I I I don't want to tip my hand for MVP, but this scene was a very, very big part of it of him deciding that because Coop is involved, yeah, but he can't be like officially involved. Yeah,
1: they have a very deep friendship.
0: But he is. deputized him. Yeah,
1: he did. He makes sure that he, he gave
0: became... him a patch, gave him the book hoy, a book house boy patch a few episodes ago. Now he's got a deputy badge.
1: He's well on his way to becoming a Twin Peaks. I mean, one would
0: argue is so. Right now, the whole thing with um. Coop and his, um, what's it like? His trial or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, you know, it, depending on how things go, he could be facing prison time, maybe. But if not, he could just be ejected from the FBI, which Coop would be broken up about. But Sheriff Truman could just deputize him, and he could just hang out he in could Twin Fight
1: Peaks. Fight crime in Twin Peaks. Yeah, he yeah. could save
0: all those cats out of those trees, <laughs> and
1: um. Oh, <laughs> Andy and Dick. Go. Oh, wait, excuse me. I just want to say another thing that happens in this scene. Denise comes in. Yeah. In a suit. Yeah. And says, call me Dennis. But I still love that Denise is still Denise, like with the hands on the hips. Oh,
0: I didn't even make that connection. I didn't notice that Denise (laughs) slash Dennis has has their hair slicked back like Slick Coop. Back. So yeah. I, 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 thought they were, I thought they were doing like a Coop impersonation kind of like bit. That's like
1: how special agents wear their hair. Like, because you notice Gordon Cole also does the swoop oh, back. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: it's a mystery. Yeah. Should I highlight it?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. We don't have to highlight the hair.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Andy and Dick go to the orphanage to look up little Nikki's history and then some potential... Parents come in, prospective parents for an orphan, and they're trying to play it off like, "No, we we're meant to be here." It's like a very comical, silly scene. Yeah, he's dead, <laughs> dead tired, dead I mean. tired,
0: <laughs> dead tired. I mean, he's so funny. The um, I don't know why. have I told you? I think I keep thinking Dick Tremaine looks like um, Guy Pierce. He does look. A he little does like guy look Pierce. like him, and I keep thinking, "Is that Guy Pierce?" And I was like, "That's not That's Guy Pierce, but it looks like him."
1: Yeah, it does. I wonder what that actor is up to. Guy Pierce? No, <laughs> I don't know what Guy Pierce is up to. Wait, what oh, is wait. he up no, to? No, I don't know. You know who I get Guy Pierce mixed up with? <laughs> that's
0: so stupid. Hugo but...
1: Weaving. I don't know why.
0: I don't, they don't look anything alike. I don't know
1: why. Oh, God. Maybe I have facial blindness too. Maybe like all older white men look alike me. I was me. Like, I don't that's know. <laughs> okay.
0: I was watching uh, Matrix One the other day. He's Hugo Weaving killer in that so movie good. he's good in everything so, so freaking good and i was like I, guys this is our tangent of the episode <laughs> but like i was watching matrix one the other day and you know that scene where <laughs> he he because he keeps calling neo mr anderson and he's like my Story. name's neo and, and he's like my name's mr anderson and, and i i know amanda was like why does he always call him that i said amanda have we talked about this before what, about
1: how Neo is the one?
0: No, no, about, well, oh. yeah, we've talked about that, but have we talked about how why Agent Smith always calls him Mr. Anderson and I don't refuses to have, call? no, tell This me. is so insane. Blow like, my well, mouth. not insane, but this is just how much I've thought about The Matrix, and everyone, I'm sorry. But
1: Eric what, could literally host his own I, I Matrix just with by
0: himself. I love it so much. But what it is, is that if, if all of us are slaves to The Matrix, right? It's almost like a uh, his slave name oh, is Thomas Anderson. That's gotcha. a name that people within the Matrix gave him, and he created his own name, Neo. Mm-hmm. He refuses to acknowledge it. It's the same idea too, as if someone's going through transition and they come up, they say, "Call me Cassandra now instead yeah. of Toby," and you refuse to call him. Ca- Young will always call you Toby. The same level of disrespect, right? I can, I can Thank see you. that. Now. I know, right? Wow. Mm, it's Man. so good because that's also sense. when he when he flips up in the air and and like. Smith is hit with the train, which doesn't really do anything, but that's why his final line is, my name is Neo. It's like this is his last proclamation of, like, I decide who I am, not the Matrix. Man, I know, right? Oh, it's so powerful. So anyway, good. Twin Peaks.
1: Twin Peaks. Back to Twin Peaks. Um, Donna comes to Big Ed's house to ask about James. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Big Ed's like, well, oh, I don't know. He asked me to bring Ugh. this money to him. He just
0: got done having a sexy time, too, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, real quick, um, uh, Nadine kisses him. Shoot. God, Nor- Norma kisses him and they're having sex time, but he never gets to tell her what he was going to say. No, I yeah. guess they'll
1: do that later. Yeah. yeah, will they
0: do it later? Do I, I even need so. to bother highlighting it? Hi- have, highlight if you have it, I do. I a what he something. was going to
1: say. You got it. I do,
0: yeah, yeah. Because she's – remember, he says, we need to meet later. He yes. slides it secretly. Because he
1: said – he was the one who said, we need to talk.
0: And then she says – And then says, Norma
1: was like, I'm going to tell you how I feel. And then Big Ed is like, we're just going to
0: smooch now. Which, by the way, you think the next part of that conversation would be, okay.
1: <laughs> let's leave our –
0: Let's file divorce papers. Our, and, our our and let's have this conversation. Yeah. They're in a fortunate position. Not that, you know, that's a t- tough decision already. Like – if you're going to leave your spouse or divorce. But luckily, neither one of them has kids, you know, That's so you don't have true. to worry too much about, like, the kids during that transition and all that. So, I mean, really? Anyway.
1: Um, anyways, uh, she offers to bring the money. Because he was like, oh, well, you are me to bring the money. And she's like, I'll bring it. Um, and then uh, Norm was like, okay, bye. Mwah. And then he Ed turns around and there's Hank.
0: Hank is and there. And Hank
1: is there to beat him up. But luckily, Nadine arrives. Has, was Hank
0: there the whole time? I don't know if he was there the whole time. Like, did he time. watch?
1: I'm curious about that. Like, how much does, I oh, mean, man, obviously. You know what he was doing
0: when he was watching.
1: Oh, yikes. I don't want to l- know.
0: Look a bad domino. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a this is a sexy time Twin Peaks episode. This was which,
1: a very sexy s- which turned
0: Twin into a sexy peaks time episode. same peaks y'all episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> just because we've mentioned different super strong tongues and stuff like that.
1: Um, but Nadine arrives yeah. to save the day, which is great. She, I love that scene. She
0: whacks him in the face with the purse and jacks him up against the wall. Breaks that little. Thing with all the trinkets on, and I was very sad about that. She didn't break
1: all of her trinkets. Yeah,
0: did she? Didn't kill him though, right? No, I
1: don't think so. I don't think she killed him.
0: Well, I don't. She's so strong. I didn't know. (laughs) We
1: don't know. That's true. We don't know. We'll find out in the next episode. Uh, We'll see if he's still alive
0: or not. It's the
1: Battle of Little Round Top back at the Great Northern. So good. Um. Uh. Yeah. This is one of those scenes, like what you were saying, where he incorporates other people. Into I love the, it. I love he, it. He tells Bobby, you're General Meade now, and you have, you have to surrender to me. And Bobby's like, yeah, okay.
0: I uh, need to go talk to President Lincoln. <laughs> yeah.
1: He sneaks out, and he uh, he's talking to Audrey, and he's like, what is going on? And she's like, I know. Um, Jerry is on the way. Dr. Jacoby is on the way. Um, this you, scene- You know what
0: Dr. Jacoby- <laughs> would say about this problem I'm
1: sure he's gonna say that it's a sexual yeah, problem it's a
0: sexual yeah, problem as all yeah, problems yeah. all problems all of them <laughs> every problem
1: <laughs> um this doesn't bode well for your ship um he keeps calling her a baby he keeps saying like, "Yeah, baby, this baby," and to, she's like to Audrey. to Audrey, and Audrey says, "Don't call me baby." Ooh, Did you hear that? I missed that. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't he calls go her well baby a shit. couple
1: times, and uh, she tells him, "Don't." But call me But you
0: know baby. what I would say is, even if it doesn't work in the show, I just write the fan fiction. I'll make it happen <laughs> write anyway. That I'll make that. Write that fan fiction. Write that fan. I'll write that fan fiction.
1: <laughs> um, Catherine she has an amazing coat on by the way do you this is I coat. thought
0: she was this is what i I thought she was naked under that coat oh I really did because she, she, because it's like as a big, well old,
1: be. it's like a poncho
0: kind of situation. Yeah, she
1: might as well be because she takes it off later, and you know what that means.
0: What well, she takes it off? I thought first. Of, first of all, she comes in there and she's like into him, right?
1: Yeah. And I well, was su- first I think she came. She said she, I came to gloat. Yeah. But now that I see you, I all realize disheveled. I realize that I still have feelings. Did he
0: even have dirt brought into his office? <laughs>
1: I think he did. There's, like, bags of dirt around. Yeah, because he's... Like, probably uh, from,
0: like, their landscaping department or whatever. Well, you know,
1: they were... Weren't they about to break ground on, like, a new... The Ghostwood Estates and stuff? So maybe he's got a lot of dirt around.
0: I thought for sure, too, in this scene, when she's kind of... I came to here to gloat, but now we're going to kiss and do sexy stuff. Probably right (laughs) on...
1: Right on, little round.
0: Right on, little round top. Right on little round top. <laughs> he was gonna give her the little round top. The, uh, the um. I apologize for anyone listening with their kids. The um. I thought for sure she was gonna take her shoes off, right? Oh, that's right. Because Ben loves those feet, he loves and those he doesn't feet. just love any feet; he loves Catherine's, Catherine's feet, feet. The best especially. moment is when she reveals herself as Tajamora <laughs> by showing the feet, and he looks at the foot and goes, Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> 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 well, I Oh my goodness, Ben. Oh you glorious man, you oh god.
1: James presents the car to Evelyn. He has yeah. fixed it completely and and then she asks him not to go. And then James wastes champagne. He just pours well, out the champagne. Not
0: only does he waste it, but he throws it in the seat. Dripping champagne all over the vinyl, right? I mean, or the leather, whatever's going on. Yeah, that's
1: not gonna be good for the seats. Uh, quick
0: question about the car: the he he fixed the engine. Yeah. Did he fix the body of the vehicle too? Is that a thing of you course. can just do with like hammers?
1: I don't know, but he 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 fixed, fixed it. He fixed the heck out of that car, and she was very grateful. And in you fact. know,
0: then he fixed.
1: <laughs> in fact, she took her
0: coat off for him. <laughs> Do you think they did it on the car? This is the sex. Is this the sexiest episode ever? I
1: think it must be.
0: Everyone, everyone's getting laid in Twin (laughs) Peaks. Everyone, everyone's getting laid.
1: Um. Oh, but we see that Malcolm is watching. Yeah,
0: and he's laughing. He goes, (laughs) (laughs) "Well, we'll, we might find out some more about that later."
1: Um. Oh gosh, at the sting. The jig is up because yeah. Ernie's sweating.
0: I love this because he was like he, he's practically like I warned you guys yeah. I've got a condition his, I'm sweating his
1: sweating which seemed like an afterthought earlier has caused his wire to start smoking
0: go ahead, highlight Ernie yeah. for me because there's something actually not related to the scene but something that I wanted to bring up anyway okay. yeah but yeah he starts smoking and that's how they know yeah
1: right? and uh and Jean Renault like knows immediately this must be Cooper yeah. so he, he, he marches this, out this must
0: be the zig Cooper.
1: <laughs> he marches out Denise and Ernie and Coop suggests that they do a hostage exchange. Very smart. He's like, the one you want is me. He comes out and he turns himself in.
0: We got them out safe.
1: Yeah. And then um, Harry says to Hawk, go ahead and call the state police. We need we need backup. I don't know. This is the point where we need backup, apparently. <laughs> well, they were Every- trying to... <laughs>
0: everything else we're like, we're fine. They
1: were trying to be secret, but... Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then we see kind of the... Uh, we see James and Evelyn in a post-coital embrace. We
0: get a sexy silhouette. Yeah. Right? Like a... And...
1: Um- She kind of steps out quietly out of the bedroom. Puts
0: the coat back on. So, you know, (laughs) that's how you know it's done. It's
1: done. No more sexy
0: clothes for
1: business.
0: (laughs) Put that coat Um, back on.
1: And uh, Malcolm is there and they start smooching. And he says, he's
0: a lucky boy. And he goes, lucky, 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 lucky.
1: Oh, lucky,
0: lucky, lucky. So, either. That's not really her brother.
1: Or they're doing like a Jamie Cersei Lannister thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, if you don't follow Game of Thrones, those are two brothers and sisters that like to get down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we don't know yet. Which,
0: well, which, who knows? We don't know what's going to happen here. I was going (laughs) to offer like more. I don't think I even. I feel like we should highlight it, but I don't know. You don't necessarily
1: have a theory. I don't have a theory about that,
0: actually. So I'm not going to. You can't force the highlighter.
1: Um. That's just interesting. Uh, Coop is, uh, talking to Renault and he's like, you're going to get all of us killed. Is that really what you want? And Renault is kind of like, yeah, I do want you to die because you know what? Twin Peaks was a nice, simple, quiet town before you came here. Like I was running drugs with my brothers and everything was cool. And then you come in and people are getting murdered. Yeah. And, and, uh, he says, uh, you know, Twin Peaks is not a simple, quiet place anymore. And he says, "Maybe the nightmare will die with you." He says, well, so cute, "It which is, is interesting, super dramatic." Because
0: all that we know of Twin Peaks is the show we've watched, right? Yeah. But we have to remember, like, how long, when was Twin Peaks established? Right, like forever ago, right? <laughs> yeah, like 1800s a long time ago. or whatever. For for 150 years. It was quiet, Seville. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that ever happened to Stone is Laura dying, right? Yeah. So all we know is this, like, super hyper exciting Twin Peaks. Before that, it was all cats and trees and, and, and orphans maybe being devils, you know? Now,
1: someone does need to explain to Jean No the difference between correlation and causation. Because, yeah. obviously, Coop is not the reason the town went... Murder crazy. Um, yeah. He just was uh, responding to a murder. Um, so it's not Coop's fault. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's an emotional guy, Jean Renaud. He's, Jean Renault. He's not ready to hear it.
0: You know what I said? Su- well, I was going to. You know what I was surprised didn't come out? His little secret flip out knife in this episode. Uh, yeah. You know, I thought that flip out knife was going to come out at some I point. I mean,
1: in a way, you kind of feel bad for him because he has lost two brothers. He did. Yeah. Um, Denise, this is the honeypot right here. Yeah. Denise comes, she's dressed as, a, as an RR waitress and um, she comes in and she apprehends the Mountie and Coop kills Renault.
0: Well, they're, they're like, oh, uh, they're like, oh no, someone's coming. And then Renault's like, it's just a girl. <laughs> and I was like, girl. it's just a girl. Whoa. Let her come. Yeah, let her come. And then po pow, boom,
1: boom. pow, boom. snicked.
0: Hey, Coop gets the gun. <laughs> Yeah. Shoots Renault, right? Shoots Renault. Yeah.
1: Um. And then uh, Mountie's
0: still alive. Yes. Mountie's. They
1: got the Mountie. Career which is, good. is
0: career is probably over. Which is
1: good because then he can um Confess. tell the story yeah. exactly, and Coop can uh ho- hopefully be reinstated. Um, and uh, Coop is like, man, Denise, what a great idea for you to dress like a waitress. And twist. Twist. It was Harry's idea.
0: Do you think it really was?
1: Yeah. You don't think... I don't think that Denise is trying to big up Harry for any particular reason.
0: No, I was just saying, no, no, not that Denise is trying to big up Harry, but what if it was Denise's idea? And then Harry's like, can you tell Coop... (laughs) How was my idea? Please, I mean, I didn't know anything about the blue books earlier. I mean, there's a lot I don't even know. I mean, I need to do something. Is that your
1: theory? But
0: that's my head it was Like Denise, please let me have this one. Let me have uh, this one.
1: And then there's a really creepy scene uh, over at Shelley's house. The lights are going yeah. off and on, like the powers. I thought going this
0: is how the out. episode was going to end, but it yeah. keeps going. Yeah, the yeah.
1: power's going in and out, and you get like she's listening to a record, and you keep hearing it like scratch to a halt, and then scratch back up and keep playing, and the lights are going off she goes to check on leo He's not in his bed. There was a creepy clown doll in his bed. Why they have a creepy clown doll in their house, I don't know. I don't know. And then, Maybe
0: part of the party. Remember they had kind of a clown party? Yeah,
1: and then she goes to check the chair. Leah's not in the chair either. She spins around. He's standing right there, and he says, Shelly.
0: I admit, so I've been waiting, and then you know what he said right after that.
1: What'd he say? New
0: shoes. <laughs> the um, <laughs> You know what I've been waiting. I've been waiting for probably... Since Leo was in a coma, for Leo to wake up, for from this Leo coma, to wake up, right? From coma, you know? yeah. In a TV, and not nothing against TV shows, but in a TV show, there's only one reason you keep a person in a coma in the yeah. show for them to wake up, and boy. Poor Shelly, right?
1: Yeah. It would have been um, very, very strange if uh, to keep a character in a coma and not wake them back up for like a soap opera like yeah. this. Do
0: you think he... Oh, also this episode, I think it's happened already, a, re- a, re- a um, reappearance of what's the show, the TV show? Oh,
1: Invitation Love. Invitation of... yeah. Love. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think we see a lot of it, but I only know because the subtitle told me it was talking. Yes, the, yeah. Um, who is he more mad at? Shelly or Bobby? Or both of them?
1: Both of them, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, if I were him, I'd be more mad at Bobby.
0: So mad that ponytails stick him straight least, up in the air like a skunk Shelley's tail. At least Shelly's been
1: taking care of you. Um, Poor uh, Bobby, right? Yeah. What you said there that just reminded me of, um, do you remember the movie Fargo? This is a tangent. The movie Fargo. Um, oh, if you've never seen it, it features a woman who is heavily pregnant throughout the whole course of the movie. And you're thinking to yourself, the whole point of having a pregnant woman in your movie is that at some climatic moment she'll give birth um, but she doesn't. She goes the whole movie and and she's just she's just like probably like eight or nine months pregnant during the course of this like murder That's investigation. That's actually
0: kind of really interesting because it adds like this weird like layer of tension like is it going to happen? Yeah! Now? I thought, this is so stupid, I thought you were going to tell me that there was a woman in Fargo that was pregnant and then at the end you realize there were just guns hidden in her <laughs> belly and she pulled them out. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like
1: desperate. Yeah, <laughs> like, in front like, of a guitar <laughs> case. It's just pulling weapons. Uh, she pulls well,
0: no, like out under the skirt, big old, big old shotgun. <laughs> um, yeah, scary way to, oh, this so is an interesting creepy. scene too, because we don't know why the power's going in and out no. until the next scene. And then scene. the next
1: scene, yeah. um, which, talk about creepy, um, they get back to the sheriff station and according to Lucy, she says a bomb went off in the woods, there was an explosion and the power went off, there's fires all over town, and cool. <laughs>
0: all of which is happening off camera, yes. right? Which is so interesting. Yes.
1: Coop um is like kind of wandering through the dark sheriff's station, Spooky. and he wanders into an office, and there's a body um sitting in a chair, and it's all set up with a chess game in front of it, and that's the end of the episode. And
0: a Body there.
1: Yeah, the body with a the de- chest. Dead body. In front of it. Yeah, a dead body. You know Who <laughs> that... is that? We don't know.
0: Well, I know who the actor was.
1: Oh no! Did who's you know, the know that actor? actor no, is... I had no idea. Oh no, no, no! Well, this
0: is it? this is the fun stuff you figure out when you're trying to find a good quote for the episode. <laughs> the uh, what's the name of the actor of Dale Cooper?
1: Uh, Kyle MacLachlan. That's his brother. Oh really? That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Or
0: IMDb little, is wrong. So little
1: cameo That's for intense. Kyle MacLachlan. What a great way brother. to end
0: that episode, right? Woo! my goodness. Tess, do you want to talk about all of our...
1: So many mysteries. All right. Let's look at these mysteries here. Let's see I, I actually
0: don't think we have a lot to no, be honest. No, so there's it's... just people getting sexy everywhere.
1: Oh man, so sexy. What's going on with this town? Is it a full moon? Maybe that's...
0: Does the full moon get people going?
1: I don't know. Oh, like, I, I don't just know. Feel like it was very unusual. Like every other scene, it was like yeah. people getting down. Um, uh, you had a theory about Major Briggs not being able to access his memories.
0: That so, this is probably I don't know if it's a connection or 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 just a random thought. I first thing I thought of him having memories but not being able to access them mm-hmm. had to th- made me think of computers because okay. computers can have files. That the user cannot yes. access. I don't know if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. We've talked before about there being robots on the show.
1: <laughs> maybe Major Briggs is an android, too. Well,
0: I I don't know if I'm <laughs> going to say that Major Briggs is an android, but if, if we're looking for something beyond the, I was going to say beyond Earth, but beyond our reality, whether in space or under the ground or in another dimension, I would argue that like maybe our minds can be manipulated as easily as a computer. um, I would say a mystery. Those memories will be unlocked sometime uh, coming up in the future. As far as those triangles on his neck, Mm -hmm. I think that my first thought is they look like um, the negative space between the, um, was it like that radioactive symbol? Yeah. That's my first thought. Yeah. Uh, And if that's the case, then well I don't really know what that is but that's what I think they they look like or the ceiling fan so mm. yeah, yeah or
1: the ceiling fan or
0: the ceiling fan could still be the ceiling fan is what's going um, on um
1: do you have a theory about
0: Ben and the Civil War <laughs> so in his so you said it's going to continue right yeah. is he going to win for the south <laughs> like in his like even though he's reen- like I'm I'm as he's doing this I'm wondering how much is a reenactment like is he the most well-versed civil war <laughs> expert in the world, or is he making it up as he goes along? And if he's making it up, that means the 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 um outcome of the war could be anything he wants. <laughs> and I think too is it's interesting if he is he's the South in this situation. Yeah. And he feels like he's been like I guess like outplayed by mm-hmm. Catherine, right? You know? I wonder too, since if, let's say, he's been outplayed by Catherine, which is the main reason he's kind of fallen down, uh, like, out of his mind a little bit, uh, and now they're having sexy time, I wonder if, in the next episode, all of our soldiers are going to start having sexy times with him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying I'm interested in, like, what his outcome is. Because he might end up winning the Civil War for the South. Who knows? So,
1: um, Did you have a theory about uh, Norma and Big Ed? I have it highlighted. Yeah.
0: What was Big Ed going to say? Oh,
1: what he was going to say. Did you you have It makes me think
0: if Norma said, I want to talk first and I want to say we need to be together. I feel like Big Ed was going to say, we need to stop it. I think. Oh. I do. Yeah.
1: I thought Big Ed was going to say, I can't stop thinking about you. I need to be with you. But why
0: wouldn't he have said that?
1: Well, I felt He's, like...
0: No, she said, you've got something to say, too, right? He could have said, oh, yeah, you said it already, or ditto, or, yeah, we do need... He said, I'll tell you later, is what oh, he said. Oh, see,
1: I just thought he was so caught up in the moment he did... You know, because sometimes, you know, when you're having a moment, you don't want to interrupt it. You just want to get... You know what kind of moments I'm talking about. No. no. <laughs> You, Eric.
0: I, I've got a 20 month year old at home. I don't know what those moments are like anymore. <laughs>
1: Sometimes. Sometimes, when you're having a moment, you just go with it, and yeah. you don't want to. So you put don't too think he, You don't think
0: he it. was going to end it?
1: I thought that he was going to say almost the exact same thing to her, and when she said it to him, it kind of just activated. But why would
0: he say, "I'll tell you later"? Oh. I think he's so worried. So your,
1: your theory was that he wanted to break it off with her. I
0: don't think he wanted to, but I think he sees how strong Nadine is. And I think he thinks if she found out, Nadine will pull a bane on her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, I see. The fire the rises in Twin Peaks. Fire, walk with me. Yeah, I think he thought, <laughs> Na- I think she was going to... Break her back over her knee. I will be Twin Peaks ah, Ram. I will be with Megan. <laughs> oh, uh, what's it, Mike? You're the handsomest boy in town. <laughs> yes, yes, brother.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Tom Hardy in that movie so good.
0: I thought it was amazing and I know so people have good. opinions about his voice that's fine. I think there's something about this is another tangent. There's something about if you're a big strong guy and you're very scary and you walk up and you go I'm a big strong guy and I sound scary but there's something else to be a big strong guy and have a ridiculous voice and still be scary. By the right? way we're
1: talking about the Batman oh, movie with you. Bane in it um, just a like, like like a
0: Mike Tyson type yeah. thing right? Like people kind of like uh, oh Mike yeah. Tyson sounds funny but But he will—he will will lay you out, dude. You know.
1: I heard a—I heard a. a rumor and I don't know if this is true but welcome to rumor city (laughs) rumor city here we come um population to the two of us right now um I heard a rumor that Tom Hardy recorded a lot of his dialogue with like a big gruff Mm -hmm. bad bad guy voice and then they were like we can't understand you you're gonna have to enunciate and so that's kind of the voice he came (laughs) up with um I think it's kind of brilliant because when I watch it I'm just like oh my god this guy is insane
0: it, it's well what it is it's not only that he's like strong but it's that he's out of his mind yes. right like he is he going is to
1: full-blown basically
0: ruin this whole city over like an ideal that the city's ruined already right <laughs> like the city's so bad we need to like block it off from the rest of the world like it's just really i i really have fun feelings for bane
1: <laughs> <sighs>
0: anyways
1: oh bane oh bane um, anyways uh, you had a theory about Ernie
0: did he serve in the Korean War oh
1: I wondered about thank that thank you
0: because he kept saying he was like and we were we were fresh faced boys think he made and, that up yeah that yeah. feels like a con to yeah, me yeah I feel yeah. like
1: he's a con man he's always making stuff up remember the episode where um, he was telling Denise and Coop like they put a gun to my head I had to do it to save but my we, family we never saw that but yeah. we know that that's not true I have a feeling that this was all just another put so put-on.
0: interesting he yeah. d- one thing he did not lie about though his sweat right <laughs>
1: that was that was fully true he has hyper hyperhidrosis yeah. is that what he said hyper yeah.
0: more like hyper hyperhidrosis
1: no judgment to anybody oh, who no. has hyperhidrosis guys, guys
0: I am a children's librarian there was multiple times I'm sweating on children. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand I'm just a moist boy I'm the original moist boy
1: <laughs> Brett hates when you say that what why does he not like it he <laughs> doesn't why? like it
0: hey Brett. Moist boy. <laughs> he said,
1: he's, he listened to that episode recently, and he was like, "You guys say it like twenty-seven times."
0: I think it's funny. It makes me laugh. <laughs> and
1: I- forgotten about it I was like what were we talking about he's like Kylo Ren
0: Kylo was sweating all the and time and then I was yeah. like why
1: are we talking about Kylo Ren during our Twin Peaks podcast but you never know we just we you know no. sometimes the moment strikes you, you, and you must talk about Kylo Ren you can't
0: force a conversation you know
1: <laughs> um is that all the mystery so we all. Yeah, okay.
0: oh I guess I I feel like I should say something about the end of um Winda oh. I think Winda Earl, this confirms something for me right well, maybe.
1: Okay. What well, What was it to that
0: he's not a good guy? Right. Yeah.
1: Um. It also shows that he's in the town of Twin Peaks. You think so? I'm guessing he's the one who set up that body.
0: See, I actually Uh-oh. well, probably you might be using out of game knowledge. Oh. Yeah. I looked at this originally as almost a. Are you familiar with the Jigsaw movie? Yeah. So I thought because Jigsaw is a type of character that sets Uh-oh. things up, and he's manipulating he multiple people. people. Yeah. And I almost thought like. If everything is a game of chess to Wyndham Earl. Yeah. And he's, he he anticipated Coop's move and he anticipated everything, right? And who knows if Wyndham Earl's related to the explosion in the woods, which by the way, I feel like I should have highlighted that. There was an explosion in the woods. Yeah. I don't even know where to start with that. Was it the White Lodge? I don't know. Or anyway, was it
1: a distraction so that he could get into the police station? I feel
0: like, I and I could be wrong with this, I feel like Wyndham Earl's the, a jigsaw type character where he's he's 30 steps ahead he, he could even be at home sleeping while well, all this is played out by people he's like manipulating. Kingpin. Yeah. Like Daredevil. Like Kingpin or something. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what the next move is, but you know who does? Wendell Merle.
1: Wendell Merle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hey, Eric, what was your quotable quotation for this episode?
0: you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I actually had a hard time picking out one. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there was a ton of, like, great quotes in this mm-hmm. episode, um, but I want uh, to do a great uh, Jean Renault impression here. <laughs> <clears throat> Before you came here, Twin Peaks was a simple place. My brothers sold drugs to truck drivers and teenagers. One-eyed jacks welcomed curious tourists and businessmen. Quiet people live quiet lives. Okay. Then a pretty girl dies, and you arrive. Everything changes.
1: Oh, that was pretty good. That was good. It snaps for you, sir. I
0: like uh, it was that. really hard for me not to add more. And then Z changes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You gotta add
0: those Zs. But yeah, I, th- I thought that was really good because Renault's... I don't really know a lot about him. And I just know he's got a vendetta against Coop. But that explained why. And also, you're right. Like he, Just because Coop showed up doesn't mean all mm-hmm. this happened. But I would argue Co- Coop showed up because Laura died, right? And yeah. Laura died because of Bob, you know. So if we were to go back that far, but Renault doesn't know that. But Coop showed up, and then what happened is when Coop showed up, the police started doing their job. So that's, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you know.
1: So maybe correlation is causation. Yeah, yeah.
0: What is uh, what is your quote of the episode?
1: Um, I had two choices. I got to pick one. I'm going to go with one from the very beginning of the episode, Garland Briggs. Um, and he's he's kind of musing to himself as to whether or not he should reveal more information to Coop and Harry. And he says that information as I have repeated endlessly to myself is classified though. The keeping of secrets seems less meaningful to me now. Perhaps there are sources of information that are so important as to transcend the human need to conspire information of such weight that pertains not Oh, God. Is this meant for the soul? My soul? So good. I that love that That is
0: scene. really good. I love
1: that scene. He was so good in that scene. Don Davis, man. Lift him up. He's the best.
0: He's – I have to admit, though, um, when I first watched this episode, so I had Freya walking around with me. And, you know, sometimes when you're distracted or – you know, So I was watching this and I meant I, – I, for some reason, this is so dumb. Maybe I was still sleepy because I just gotten up. Um – I took it literally. So when he goes, is this meant for me? Is this meant for my soul? He's kind of touching the table. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, for some reason, I took it literally. Like, is this table meant for me? Is this table for my soul? And I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, oh, he's probably talking about like his experience. And I was like, it was just this really weird moment.
1: My, uh, my. Can I give you my runner up quote? It's from Bobby.
0: Wait, I'm still deciding. Okay. You can.
1: He says, baby, I got some news for you. I got good news, I got bad news. Oh, yeah. The bad news is that your old man just bought a condo in Flip City. The good news is he's about to win the Civil War.
0: (laughs) So funny. That's a good one. (laughs) That
1: was a good quote from Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Oh, Eric, who was your
0: MVP (laughs) of this episode? I was like, I like throwing you off your game. Who was your MVP of this episode, Tess? I know who your MVP is.
1: You don't. I think I do tell me who it is, and I'll tell you if I guessed it right.
0: Well, I got to, I don't even think I know who my MVP is. Oh! So said this oh, no. website is. I wrote down here, I wrote down.
1: Oh, do you have a couple choices?
0: No, I, I only oh. have one, but oh, I, okay. I put a question mark at the end of it. I wrote down Harry S. Truman? <laughs> <laughs> because I thought that if that idea of sending in Denise was his idea, good idea, my friend. And also I thought. Deputizing Cooper was a great move. You, if you, if you're gonna have anything like this, you want to have your best man out there. Mm-hmm. And he, one thing I do appreciate about uh, Truman is maybe he's not good at following rules or knowing like where the boundaries of his own jurisdictional like uh, uh, authority ends. But he is really good at when there's something that needs to be done. He understands like Cooper's the best guy to be on this team, and he's not gonna let this trial or whatever get in the way. So he deputized him. But I put that question mark. <laughs> When he meets with Josie.
1: (laughs) And he gives her some non-consensual smudges.
0: I was was so confused. I don't know what's going on, you know.
1: Their relationship is very confusing. Uh,
0: I I just don't understand. But you know
1: what? I also gave MVP to Harriet. Did you? Do you know I was inspired by you? Because I believe it was our last episode, or it might have been the episode before that. I gave Audrey an MVP because she gives the photos to Coop. Oh. But you gave Bobby MVP because he took the photos. Yeah. So I was thinking about giving Denise MVP for that honeypot move. Yeah. But really, it the credit yeah. goes to Harry. And so I, I had an honorary mention, though, for Nadine for saving the day. Yeah. And also for going after what she wants, girl. Get it. Get it.
0: That was such a great scene, <laughs> right? And it was good, too, because I immediately felt bad for Big Ed, which is so interesting because it just sh- cuz big ed is bigger than than hank Definitely bigger. Yeah. It's in his name. Big. <laughs> Big Ed. He's
1: Big Ed. But it
0: just goes to show like- Well, just Hank definitely
1: were... caught him by surprise. Hank
0: caught him by surprise. And also, Hank is scrappy, Hank right? has
1: also got those, um, those, uh, I don't know if you remember his karate that oh, he did I a forgot. few well, episodes He studied- He studied, <laughs> He's, he studied oriental the oriental arts.
0: Philosophies <laughs> or whatever. The, um, I don't know. I, I think too is that, um, I don't, I think Big Ed's the type of guy that he'd be like, if you're going to fight him. He'd be like, "I'm gonna fight you at this time, mm. fair and square." Mm-hmm. But, um, Hank, would...
1: <laughs> all the bad guys.
0: <laughs> Hank would not do that at all. No. that's like an alien move to him. Yeah, yeah. Boy, double S. Truman's.
1: Wow, it's the first time. First time for everything. <sighs> it's, a
0: fir- it's a whole new world oh that we live in. Uh, Tess, how many fish in a percolator Later, did you give this episode? I you'd never guess there was a fish. In the percolator. Moist boys. Because <laughs> <laughs> you oh know no. he's going to be right there. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh,
1: I gave it five out of five fish.
0: Five solid fish. This
1: episode had everything it had romance, it had action, it had comedy, it had horror. <laughs> It had a little bit of everything. Did we
0: establish that we can do point like decimal yes, points? We can. Um then I'll do four point five. Nice. I almost gave it a five, because it was so like like I said, I really think that since we've had this second season, like I love the thing I love about Twin Peaks is on one hand you've got a sting operation, and life and death is in in the balance and it's it's a regular crime type show. And then you've got this deeper metaphysical <laughs> Mystery going on that 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 will upend all of human existence. But then you also have two guys worried that a little boy is the devil, and so they're sneaking <laughs> around in an orphanage. But then over here you also have a woman who's taking care of her, her ex-husband who used to beat her. Well, technically, still, they're still married. Still married, and then he wakes up from a coma. So I love. Oh, and then you've also got Ben who's who's working on the Civil War. Will he win the Civil War? I don't know. And to me, I think it really. It, I mean, to be honest, my first instinct was to go five, um, but then I was like, I did five last episode. I don't know how many. I, I, and I'm the type of guy that I'll just like throw fives everywhere. So I went 4.5 just because. Mm, That's perfectly acceptable. I guess so, maybe. Uh, I'm thinking about it. I probably should have made it a five. Like, I shouldn't do a 4.5 simply because the last one was a five. Is it's what I'm okay. Saying. It's okay. What would Major Briggs do? <laughs>
1: Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening, as, as usual. Uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to our little yeah. podcast. This is a lot
0: of fun. And if you guys wanted to email us, our email is...
1: SamePeaksYall at gmail.com. We yeah. hope to hear from you. Tess
0: mans the email. So if you want to send any theories that you think will be a spoiler to me, you don't have to worry about it. She'll take care of it. And if you do happen to be on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at same team, y'all, as the name of another podcast we do where we uh, talk about stuff that we love and uh, our own small way of making the world a better place. And also, I should mention that if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, please consider subscribing or commenting or reviewing us on anything that you're listening to us on.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: Whew, someone just handed me a coffee. <laughs> and oh boy, this coffee's
1: hot. It's so hot. Good and
0: hot. <laughs>